Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast, presented by Payne West Insurance. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. Agriculture Celebration Week is coming up this month in Billings when we take the time to raise awareness and show appreciation for the industry that puts food on the table and makes up the largest part of our local and state economies. We are so excited for our guest this week, Mike Phillips from Little Horn State Bank, Courtney Kippelwhite from Northern Broadcasting and KGHL, and Alyssa Voltz, the Chamber's Member Experience Manager. Thank you all for joining me. So much. Thanks, Jack. Yep. Thanks for having us. So, Mike, you are the chair of the Billings Chamber Ag Committee. Could you just start by giving us an overview of the, what the Ag Committee is, what it does, and specifically what your role is going to be with Ag Celebration Week? Sure. So, first of all, thanks for having me. And basically, the Ag Committee meets once a month, first Friday of each month. Everybody is welcome. And we have everything from realtors to bankers to producers to a person representing Legal Shield. We have all sorts of people that attend these meetings. And so we would love to have you. So always feel free to uh, come. Like I say, we're the first Friday of each month. We meet at seven o'clock in the morning and you can contact the chamber and find out where those meetings are at and, and just verify the time and the day. And again, you're more than welcome. So the role of the Ag Committee is to basically promote agriculture, that the technical correct responses to inform, advocate, and promote. And we do all three, I think, to a large degree. We have the support of the chamber, which has been awesome. And we've been very fortunate this past year. Some of the successes that I see, Jack, is that we, the Ag Tour was just incredible this last year. The, uh, Jack and Kelsey and Alyssa just did a fantastic job with where we went this, uh, this past summer, we went south of uh, Billings into the Hardin area and really had some really, really interesting stops. And we don't just do just farms and ranches. We do agribusiness-related community events and, and small businesses. And it's, it's something that anybody in the Billings market would really enjoy to, to attend. And I, w- I would encourage you to try to... Find out when that is next year and, and be one of the people that gets on the bus and, and goes on that tour. We also, what I thought was really, really a success story for the Ag Committee this year was the flood damage that we were able to bring attention and awareness to you know, regarding those people that were dramatically affected from the flood damage that occurred in the one in a 10,000-year flood, they say, in, in mid-June. And we had a tour. Uh, we had representatives both state and federal and national representatives that attended and brought some awareness to the problem, problems that they were having in, in recuperating from that. And I thought that was a huge success story. So that's part of our inform and advocate and promote agriculture. You know, I, I, and personally, I just think that the biggest role for Ag Committee is that we bring awareness to downtown Billings that agriculture is the number one industry in the state of Montana, $4 billion a year revenue, and that thousands of jobs throughout the state are all tied directly back to the producer of agriculture. And so I think that's really the important item for me is just to continue to bring that awareness, bring that appreciation for agriculture, and both (laughs) agriculture of uh, to appreciate downtown businesses as well and what they do to support agriculture. So that's the role I feel as chairman of the Ag Committee, and that's the role I feel that uh, the Ag Committee does for the community of Billings. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, succinct summary of it. I, like, like you said, anytime with everything we do with the ad committee, we always keep two different audiences in mind. Yep. We have all of the different people who are directly involved in the industry. And we have people who, you know, maybe have never set foot on a farm or a ranch before. And we're, I think we are able to message to both of those groups really effectively and bring them together. Like you said, a mutual appreciation of each other. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so Alyssa deserves a lot of credit for putting all of these events together. And we have another big event coming up. Ag Celebration Week is January 23rd through the 27th. Uh, Alyssa, can you just give our listeners an overview of everything that's going on and how they can get involved? Yeah. So this is our third annual Ag Celebration Week. Before this, it was just an evening event that we gathered, you know, 700 um, people who are involved in the ag industry and had a really fun night. And now we get an entire week dedicated to celebrating these men and women who work so tirelessly to provide us with incredible food and clothing. And like Mike said, it's not just Montana's number one industry, but it's also Yellowstone County's number one industry. And so um, it's just um, an incredible week. And we really are reaching two different audiences. And I think what I'm most excited about is the different things that we get to do on social throughout the week. We have these fun facts that are just a way to educate people like myself who didn't grow up in this industry, but have lived in Montana, you know, maybe their whole lives or maybe are new here that don't know. They may drive and see some farmland, but they don't understand like what crop is that? And we get to kind of educate them a little bit and ask these fun facts and interact with them. They have chances to win gift cards. We also do another social media contest. Um, where is Charlie and Russell? And they are the two-headed calf that actually live at Yellowstone County Museum, but they get to travel with me and we go to a couple different places and um, have them guess and interact. We have incredible blogs written by some staff, by Mike himself, but that get to educate people on the importance of FFA or 4-H or what the chamber does to support the ag industry through policy. Um, And then we, I think one of the coolest things that we're doing this year, which we've not done before, is our Women in Ag series. We, you know, as I've gone to, you know, ag committee meetings and if you've been in this role for the last three years, I've had the opportunity to meet some of these women who just kill it every day for this industry. And it's a pretty male-dominated industry, but there are some boss women out there. And so we are (laughs) highlighting five, and we are really trying to keep it specific to Billings and Yellowstone County because there are so many. So this year, we'll highlight five, and then hopefully, if it's success, we'll continue to do it next year where we'll pick another five. But we get to highlight these women. We're asking them four questions And we'll get to share kind of their responses about what it means to be in agriculture and be a woman. So I'm very, very excited. And then obviously getting to wrap up with the banquet at Metro Park Pavilion is just the highlight of the week for sure. And the banquet is open to everyone. Anybody and everybody. You do not have to be in this industry to come to this event. It's actually an incredible learning opportunity for you. So if you haven't, you know, been to an ag committee meeting or something, you get to come and listen to a panel of people talk about um, what it means to be involved in this industry. We have um, Turk and Jenny Stovall, who will be on our panel. Colton Young, who is involved in FFA, will be a part of our panel, as well as Brett Needon. So you're getting to hear from um, some ranchers, from farmers, and then somebody who is involved in FFA and coming up in this group. And then everything is going to be emceed by the wonderful Courtney Kibble-White. So it's just going to be a flawless event We are so incredibly excited and it wouldn't be possible without Yellowstone Valley Electric. We 
greatly appreciate their uh, sponsorship of this. Absolutely. So Courtney, you are the host of Ag Week, like Alyssa mentioned, and the MC for the banquet. So what does it mean for you to be hosting this week? Why are you involved? And, uh, you know, what's so great about the ag industry from your perspective? Yeah, well, and I have to say, Alyssa, I appreciate what you said about women in ag. There's a lot of, I agree, very uh, incredible people and, and women involved in agriculture in Yellowstone Valley. So I'm excited about that. I think, um, you know, it's it's certainly not about me, but I'm so honored to be able to represent an industry of people that really, if, if I can be so bold, I might even say that they that they're the reason why we're here is because people were brave enough to come out to unexplored lands like Montana and they set up shop and set up farms and ranches in this in these rural remote areas and then the railroad road came through and then you know mining and those other things but but people who were brave enough to try living off of the land and then you know passing that on from generation to generation and and there's so many of us I mean myself I'm I'm not born and raised on our family ranch but we um, do you have a ranch two hours east of Billings that my dad was raised on? And so I'm technically the the generation off the ranch, although my my brother runs it right now. But there's so many people like that who have either somebody in their family directly involved or they come from generations of agriculture. And, and so it's really an honor to represent that way of life, I would say. And the reason why I'm involved, I mean, our business at, at Northern Broadcasting, we have Northern Ag Network and Northern News Network. And with Northern Ag, we're focused on reaching farmers and ranchers via radio, TV, internet, however we can. We're trying to bring them optimism and ideas to help them be more profitable. And that's just something that our team commits to every single day. But the the connection between rural and farm and ranch folks and what's become more urban Billings people, it's not it's not as simple anymore as just the the with the one generation off the ranch and everybody knows what it's like back in back home in, right. <laughs> in Garfield County. <laughs> so you so you you know, you now have um people who have moved in who may not really understand the importance of they may look at the at a feedlot and think, man, that stinks, isn't that awful that we have that <laughs> and not realize, well, that's why we have a school in Shepherd. <laughs> and that's yeah. you know, the 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 sugar beet uh, harvest in the fall, like that smell means money and that's opportunity. Yeah. And, and mm. all of those, that's why Yellowstone County did so well throughout the pandemic is because we have those natural resource industries to survive and, and thrive here. Yeah. Yeah. Montana's economy, I mean, Billings is especially, is a, actually a lot more stable because it is based on agriculture. We've benefited Absolutely. from that a lot in the past. Yellowstone Valley Electric Cooperative and the Billings Chamber cordially invite you to mark your calendar for the annual Ag Celebration Banquet on January 27th, beginning at 5 p.m. in the Pavilion at Metro Park. Enjoy an evening with local entertainment, a delicious meal, and front porch conversations with agricultural leaders. We will also recognize one of the industry's best with the 2022 Ag Excellence Award. Visit BillingsChamber.com for tickets and program details. So I'd like to transition a little bit from Ag Week, and we'll broaden it out to talk, you know, about some bigger topics affecting the ag industry right now. So Mike and Courtney, you are both really passionate about ag education. A lot of the members of our ag committee are passionate about ag education in the next generation. So, you know, tell us about, well, introduce our listeners to who aren't familiar with FFA and 4-H and all that sort of stuff. What 
ag education actually looks like and why it is so important? Well, let me tell you what I think. It, the question that I saw was, what do you think are some of the past successes of Ag Celebration Week? And I'll tell you, I think having Colton Young on our panel this year and having our uh, state FFA president on the panel last year is hugely a success for the Ag Celebration Week. I happened to be on the selection committee when I had to decide between which one was going to be president, which one was going to be vice president, between Colton Young this year and the past president last year. And I'll tell you, all we did was we flipped a coin, one got heads and the other got tails. And so, you know, they are just the class act of the kids that have come from smaller communities, Forsyth and Columbus, and just rose to state prominence and tremendously respected by their peers and just a great example of what the future of agriculture is for Montana. And so that, in my opinion, is a huge success. And FFA is something that what I'm really appreciative of is it's really started to include not just farm and ranch kids anymore. It's, it's kids from all walks of life. It's expanded to where uh, these kids, whether they're in the city in an urban situation or where they're on a farm and ranch, they can come together, work together, and be successful with whatever uh, event that they're trying to participate in, whether it's speech, whether it's business. Uh, mechanics and mechanics. And so I think that's really, really neat how it can unite kids in a school setting and also just give them a great uh, positive influence that FFA can provide. So and that, I, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Hope I answered your question. Yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback on that, Mike, because I, I agree with you. Honestly, I, w- I went to high school at a Huntley project and I was kind of a rural kid that when I heard future, future, you know, farmers of America, I thought I'm not going to be a farmer. I, you know, you're young and you want to go try other things and you don't, don't know how wonderful it is to be where you're from, but really, and now they just call it FFA, by the way, it's not Mm -hmm. future farmers of America. It's about, I mean, studying agriculture, that's science and that's business. Those, those people are asked to do a supervised agriculture experience where you may, you know, maybe setting a budget in order to grow your cow herd. And that's figuring out how to run your own business. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, um, I just came from the Montana Chamber of Commerce business days at the Capitol. And of course, workforce development is what's on every, or, or a lack of workforce and um, is on everybody's minds right now. And personally, when I'm looking at resumes, I'm looking for, was this person an FFA and 4-H? Because then I know that they have some social skills and they've been trained on how to run a meeting. They've had to be in situations that are uncomfortable and develop the confidence to work with other people and all of those intangible skills that, you know, depending on the family you're born into, you may or may not have the opportunity to cultivate. So it's really so much bigger than just, you know, a, a rural organization. It's it's huge. And, and honestly, really proud here in Yellowstone County that now uh, Lockwood FFA uh, just started. We've got a strong chapter at the Billings Career Center, and and we've got a lot of room um, to continue to develop those programs. I think what I'm also excited about is that we work really hard to support those. And so we do a 50-50 raffle at the banquet where, you know, 50% of those those dollars go back to the FFA group. And last year we got to support Lockwood FFA because they were so new. We had an incredible impact um, on that chapter. And then this year we get to support the Laurel FFA and they are trying to build a working farm. And so the fact that um, those who are attending, we get to be a part of that. And many times 
the person who wins donates the proceeds of their winnings even more back to the FFA group mm-hmm. as well. So it's just an incredible opportunity to support those groups. Yeah, Alyssa, I'd like to give you an opportunity. What are some of the, of the other past successes from Ag Celebration Week that you'd like to highlight? Because this is something that we started during the pandemic when we weren't able to get together and have a banquet. And it was so successful that we decided to continue the other elements of Ag Celebration Week. So yeah, you plug yourself a little bit. <laughs> some of the other things. That- oh, gosh, plug myself. No, I could not do this work. We have an incredible committee of people who volunteer extra time outside of just those Friday meetings to um, help and guide this week and this event. And it could not happen with without uh, those incredible volunteers. But I would say just Ag Celebration Week in general is an incredible success. I mean, we're reaching hundreds and thousands of people throughout the week. You know, we can do a really great job of, you know, tracking on our social medias, which average, you know, well over 50,000 people in a week that we're touching. And these are people that, you know, may be involved in the the industry, but the majority of them are not. And so it's just an incredible educational opportunity and just a reminder that this industry is so important to our everyday lives, but also just seeing the banquet continue to be a huge success. I mean, we average 600 people. But it is such a cool opportunity when you see, you know, some of them are producers, farmers, ranchers, but you've got bankers, you have um, people in the hotel industry, but they just come together for an incredible time. I mean, they stop. They're like, please, no more entertainment because we just desperately want to connect with one another. (laughs) It's like they're one time a year. And so it's just so cool. I it's one of my favorite events that I get to do because this this group of people are just incredible to work with and they're so gracious and who doesn't love a steak? I mean, yeah. have great steak <laughs> and great food and orange crushes at the banquet. I mean, you can't ask for a better event. It is a so. great time. All right, last but not least, you know, another broad topic facing the ag industry. I want to ask you, Mike and Courtney, why is family involvement in agriculture so vital to the industry and important to you as an individual? Well, Courtney, I'll let you start. <laughs> <laughs> You've got family involved too, Mike. Yeah, we both do, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think about how our family has evolved over the years. And my great-grandfather came up from Texas to a ranch in Wyoming and then ended up working there until he owned enough of one that he had to decide who was going to leave and my granddad flipped a great granddad flipped a coin and he lost and so he went and bought a ranch in <laughs> Montana and you know our ranch is 2 hours away from Billings but we're also 2 hours from Miles City so Billings is one of the major major hubs that we serve and or where where we get our our resources and you know my great granddad passed it down to my granddad dad's helped keep the ranch alive and now my brother's out there and it's you know while we don't live on the ranch I love being able to take my kids out there and have them work hard and understand all the lessons that come with. I mean, I don't know how, how you explain to a, a kid who hasn't been around, you know, cows and animals, what it, what it means when an animal dies and, and why, it's, why it's okay. It, there's just, there's so much surrounding the, the culture. And I mean, really, I mean, you think about the industry and right now you couldn't, there's no way. My family could never go buy a 60,000 acre ranch right now. It couldn't happen. And back then, so, so many families, the same generations and generations ago, somebody was able to survive. And when someone else decided they couldn't make it on that place, 
our family was able to expand a little by little. And mm-hmm. no one in our family's ever been rich, but they're doing what they love and they're and they're serving the the nation with the best beef that there is. And and so it's just it's all about family and <laughs> genetics when I think about agriculture. And I I don't know, it makes me makes me feel a little a little emotional because I I know. It's just in people's, it's in your identity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about people, there's so many people who, you know, not everybody, the, a, an operation can't support every, every kid on it. And, you know, a couple, couple wrong decisions and they may not be able to survive. And I mean, you, you think about that's, that's part of the reason why the, the relationships with, with the bankers and the accountants and all the different groups that, that buy tables at the egg banquet are so important because they they don't they're not going to thrive if if their clients like these farmers and ranchers mm-hmm. don't don't thrive and it it's agriculture itself is is all one big family <laughs> you know i th- i think just to piggyback on what courtney was saying is that the thing that i'm encouraged by is the number of young people that are coming back to the op- family operations mm-hmm. that you know maybe 10 15 years ago i wasn't seeing and um so i'm encouraged by that that uh, that there is that love of agriculture that's been generated and promoted, whether it's FFA or, or just the fact that they want, that's how they want to raise their family. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a struggle to maintain a family operation because the cost of production, the cost of inputs, and you have to be a certain size in order to really be successful. Yeah. You know, there's challenges to a family operation, but I think it's really, really encouraging that the young people are starting to come back. I know I'm from central Montana, fourth generation ranch there. And, and, you know, I've got three neighbors that all their younger children came back and are running the places. And so, so I think that's really, really encouraging. And, and they, you know, are all doing fine and, you know, they're, they're taking the challenges head on and trying to be as successful as they can with the, research that we get from whether it's the extension agencies or Montana State University and you know just the changes that in agriculture that's allowed people to become very very efficient and consequently more successful so mm-hmm. you know the family operation definitely has its struggles but they seem to be hitting them uh, head on and and doing well so I would like to say, yeah, as a family that like as someone who didn't grow up in agriculture and to be able to go on the ag tour and see these families and we went to the Stovall Ranch in June of this year and all of their kids got on the bus for the tour. Like they just they're like they're going to be a part of telling the story of this business and what they do and their family and and their lives. It was just such a cool opportunity or when we were at the Vermilion Ranch and you can just see the passion as they talk about this and the emotion. I mean, I was. I think there wasn't a dry eye in the place as he's just passionately talking about just his love for this mm-hmm. industry um, and what they do. It is incredibly eye-opening and such a cool thing to be a part of as somebody who you know, you know wasn't a part of it that industry and didn't grow up in that industry. I've enjoyed getting to learn and meet these incredible people. You know, the family farmer is truly the success for us nationwide. I mean, we're the largest GDP entity in the world by far and the secret to that is is that our consumers pay less than 20 percent of their disposable income on food where other countries yeah. that have much smaller gross domestic product spend up to 50 percent of their budget on food you know so that allows people to invest 
and spend money, consumer spending, to allow other companies to develop and grow and be successful. So the family farming operation truly is a key to, to our, our production and, and uh, our success as a nation. So, and I think that's something that we need to continue to educate and promote to those that, yeah. who are not aware of that. Yeah, and the quality of the food is uh, oh, second is to none. Nine yes. days as well. That's, well, that's really why we export so much. Is right. People want our product. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, is it over, I think it's over 92% of American farms are family farms. These, this, mm-hmm. this is family business. It's small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, people don't, people don't necessarily realize that. Yeah. Is there anything else anybody wanted to touch on before we wrap up today? I would just like to invite people to come to the banquet. I think whether or not you're a small business owner or you're retired or, you know, you're a professional person, I really think that you'll really enjoy our panel. We have a guest speaker that's coming that I think everybody will be great to listen to. I think, it's, I think Alyssa's done a great job putting together a really neat agenda. And, you know, like I say, who does, or like Alyssa said, who doesn't enjoy a good steak? And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, I would just, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet signed up, you can uh, do, be a sponsor and do a table of 10, get your business, your employees to come with you and, and enjoy a great, great night out. The weather's supposed to be good through the, through the end of January. So it's yeah. going to be a warm night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll have links to everything in the show notes, but Alyssa, give everybody one more reminder about what they should do if they want to sign up for info or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, you can email me, Alyssa at billingschamber.com, or you can go to our website and in our featured events, you'll actually see the Ag Banquet listed there. So billingschamber.com, click on the 2023 Ag Celebration Banquet. All of the information is right there. You can buy your tickets, buy drink tickets, everything right there about don't hesitate to call or email me if you've got questions but this event is not possible without our incredible sponsors so first just would love to thank Galestone Valley Electric Cooperative for being our presenting sponsor Stockman Bank, Ide Bailey, Northwest Farm Credit Services, the wonderful KGHL, AgriLiquid, CMB Operations, Desert Mountain Broadcasting. There's a lot so bear with me. Coors, <laughs> we've got Little Horn State Bank, Hubbard Feeds, Agri Industries, Kings Ace Hardware, Brevera Bank, Color ATV and Metro Park. This truly is a team effort. And we're so excited to have all the the support of these businesses and you guys that that are going to be coming. Awesome. So before we wrap up today, before I let you all go, there is a little tradition that we have on the show we call the Rorschach questions. I'm going to ask each of you like a fun little get to know you question, hold up an ink blot in the form of a question, and I'll ask for your first response. The most stressful part of this whole (laughs) thing. All right. The first question, we've asked this a lot in the past, but it's I get an interesting response every single time. What is your favorite cut of beef? We'll start with Courtney. Ribeye. Okay. Ribeye. Oh my gosh, this question's hard. I'm going to say the same thing. Why not? Let's go with it. <laughs> but I do like I'm it. The, I do like a prime rib. So. I'm the weird one. My my favorite cut is skirt steak. What? What is really? that? You I know a lot of people. You have to that right. It does have to be prepared yeah, right. Good marinade. It's in it. It's tough, but it has such a rich beefy flavor that you just can't get anywhere else. I am a bit of a cooking fanatic. So if I can execute a a skirt steak well, then I feel like I've won the lottery because it is not, (laughs) it's a challenging piece to work with for sure. Yeah. All right. In your opinion, what's the biggest hot button issue facing ag today? Mike. 
Oh, I hope I don't upset people, but I, I don't think the environmentalists appreciate agriculture like they should. I, you know, I, I feel like we always hear about stream bank erosion, methane gas issues, those type of issues. And, and, you know, I don't think that we get enough respect as producers about how much we care for animal husbandry, the grass that we grow, um, you know, the environment. I mean, it, without us taking great care of what our ranches are and our farms are, you know, we're not going to be successful. And I, and I feel like we get slammed by the environmentalists hard for not being as fruitful as they want us to be. So that's one of the challenges. And I take that a step further, too. It's the, the implications of, you know, env environmentalist-type policies combined with federal overreach of, you know, folks back in D.C. who have never even been on BLM land trying to <laughs> regulate what's happening in a place like Montana. That's really hard. I mean, you even think about the, I mean, sorry to get political, but Biden's 30 by 30 objective. Well, you know, 30% of lands in federal hands were way over that in Montana. That's not even, mm. you know, if he knew that, would that still be one of the objectives? I don't know. But that's just another example of uh, folks not necessarily understanding what it is they're trying to regulate. Or another one would be grizzly bears. If you, if my friends up there in Western Montana, they're all getting inundated with grizzly bears. And yet you have folks back somewhere else saying that the grizzly bears need to be saved when in fact they are well overpopulated at this point. So, so I think it is, it's an education challenge. Um, federal overreach would be one of my, one of my main uh, challenges I'd mention. Uh, what is your favorite season? in the ag industry and why? I love the fall. I remember Jess Peterson being on this panel a year ago and he mentioned winter because all his spring, summer, and fall work was done and he mm -hmm. could finally rest a little bit during the winter. But I love the fall because I just love the fall colors. I love the temperature, getting those last minute items done before winter sets in. So I'm a, I love the fall. I'm going to say a good spring, like not one we usually have in April. So not when, when mm. there, when there's a snowstorm in April, but <laughs> maybe some snow in March. And I just love going out there and um, getting to help, um, help ride those heifer pens. And it's just oh, as much as, uh, as much as Mike mentioned how hard it is to lose a baby calf, seeing all that new life come into the world and the hope. We also get to save some too. And you get makes, to sit back. That's true. That makes yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of those awful snowstorms. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most in 2023? Alyssa. I'm just excited to see what this year brings. I mean, we've got just some incredible events planned on a personal note. My daughter turns one. It just mm. is. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to a really great year. But our events that, that we have upcoming are going to be really exciting. So we hope that you guys tune in um, and come participate. I think you always have to answer health with your loved ones and, mm -hmm. you know, your friends and neighbors. I mean, you don't have your health, you don't have much. And, and so that, on a personal note, always the health of my loved ones is, is important. And on an agricultural note, I'm from central Montana, and we've had two brutal uh, drought years, uh, extremely hot August weather, extremely dry temperatures, and 
I'm looking forward to some rain and a good production year. Good. And so that's, that's my agriculture point. Yeah, I'd say, I guess I'll, I'll give two answers as well since Mike kind of set, set that uh, standard there. <laughs> um, one, I'm excited. We've been working at Northern Egg Network on a, on a campaign called Beyond the Weather, where we're mm. talking to farmers and ranchers about really just normalizing talking about mental health. You know, life can be hard for any human, but it can be especially challenging when you're totally beholden to the weather, to markets, to to all of these factors. It can it, it's really easy to start feeling hopeless and not to mention you're isolated, you're 40 miles from town or what have you. And um, and so we're I'm excited to continue that conversation and normalize, you know, just that it's hard and, and let's talk about it because we it's, it's more fun to do and we can do it together and we can laugh at ourselves. So I'm I'm really excited about that, and and the state of Montana has continued their uh, free counseling access for farmers and ranchers program. So now, if farmers go to beyondtheweather.com, they can get free counseling access um, up to six sessions, and so I think that's really great. On a personal note, it was super easy. We are going to Rome in 2023 for the Ryder Cup. So Mike, drop on that one. <laughs> that's a great answer I, we will put a link to beyond the weather in the show notes as well for anybody who's interested in that because i think that is a great program well thank you all so much for joining us today and uh i'm really excited for ag celebration week keep an eye out for the show notes on that and you know i'm really looking forward to this banquet this is going to be a great one and thank you jack and Alyssa and the billings chamber for um, for taking time to focus on agriculture. There, there's a lot that happens in Billings, and I think it, it means a lot to those of us in agribusiness, as well as farmers and ranchers, that, that Billings continues to make agriculture a priority. Thank you. Thank you so much to Courtney, Mike, and Alyssa for joining us today on this episode of Chambercast, presented by Payne West Insurance. Don't forget to check the show notes for information on Ag Celebration Week and the Ag Celebration Banquet. If you enjoy the show, please remember to rate us on your preferred podcast platform and don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.